Kamnar's legs felt as if they were going to give up by any second now. He's been walking around for hours now, and even though he had a map and a coat of hand, the bullet felt as if he was walking in circles and wandering aimlessly like a madman. He was currently on a forest that was covered with heavy blankets of snow. The quiet snowflakes fell from the sky and landed softly on the white ground. Cold air stung inside Kamnar's lungs, and due to the poor choice of clothing and blood with wearing, he was freezing entirely. It's so cold, the blonde's teeth were shattering from the freezing cold. He hugged his body close and wrapped his arms up and down his body to try and create friction to build some heat in his body. I was a brother cold. It took great strength for Kamnar's legs to pull his feet up from the snow blanket that sank under his shoes and engulfed his legs down under. Same in the quicksand. Kamenei felt as if every step he took was sinking further and further into the ground. Kamenei was losing hope in finding the exact location of where he was going. He was thinking back of how stupid he was being for actually believing since it was going to take him along with him. Parnamon was mad at the fact that he was left behind, yet part of him also understood why the elder did it. As he was lost in his own thoughts, Kamnar's feet dragged him out of the snow and into the leveled-up ground. The blonde hadn't noticed the change of land in the surroundings until he noticed the noise that rang in his ears. People's voices went in and out of the blonde's ears. He snapped out of his trance and blinked a few times to see what was around him or whatnot. He noticed carriages, what, what he pressured to be people or items inside them. His eyes trailed on a carriage and noticed that it stopped by a pair of massive gates and then soon went inside to whatever was in there. Sparks shined brightly in Conrad's eyes as he squealed a joy. I found it, he cried, and quickly pulled out the map he had stuffed in the backpack that he carried. He looked at the name of the place that was marked X and moved his eyes up to look at the big sign that revealed the place's name. All over nine no yoru. Kamenei couldn't hide the excitement in his face, as he had found the place he'd been looking for. He quickly placed the map back inside his backpack and rushed cutely towards the gates. He wasn't the smartest of the bunch, but he knew that since his kingdom was currently being ruled by some crazy man in, he should be conscious under any circumstances. He messed up his face and stood by one of the more worn-out carriages, blending in and pretending to be a helper of the person who seemed to own the carriage. As they passed by the front gate, a guard had questioned the owner of the carriage what was the carriage holding and who was with him. The owner of his carriage, bless his kind soul, only said it was fruits and vegetables and that the blonde with him was a, his helper. The guard seemed to buy the story as they didn't say anything and simply let them in. Kaminari went inside, thank you, old man, and left quickly to hide himself wherever he could. He made his way past the guard and into a maze like corridor for tall but small buildings resided. As he walked by the corridors, he noticed a cloaked figure run past by him quickly, and Kaminari, being the curious kitty he is, followed the figure to his destination. They swished past so many corridors and ends that Kaminari was starting to feel sick before they reached what seemed to be a small bakery. The cloaked figure was nowhere to be seen, and the woman became lost and disorientated, but nonetheless still grabbed the handle of the door and opened it walking right inside the building. He was met with pure darkness. No light shined inside, and he couldn't hear any movement or sound anywhere. Cameron was about to leave when he heard the sudden sound of pots and cans crash, crash land and go to the ground. 
Izuku, what did you do? Kamenari jumped at the sudden voice he heard and quickly turned his body around. He pulled a random stick he had hidden inside his backpack and stubbed it in front of him, moving it as if he had held a great sword. Who who's there? No one. Real smooth, Shako-chan. It's true, no one's here. Th then who's talking? Kamenari slowly started inching closer and closer to the voices he heard, and with each step he took, the grip on his stick tightened. So yourselves. Step into your power. I'm. Step into your power. I'm done with you, Izuku. The light suddenly turned on, and both Izuku and Ochako screamed, and the girl quickly threw her body onto the blonde. Kamenai was thrusted onto the floor, and he hissed in pain as the skull came in contact with the hard tile floor. Ochako was quick to flip the blonde's body, and placing his arm behind his back, securing that Kamenai wasn't able to move with it. Izuku, on the other hand, held a sharp sword over his head steadily, not hesitating to slice him with it if the bond moved even aside us. Who are you and what are you doing here? Kamurai still felt sluggish and answered really. Um, um, a human being? I came to find... Uh, someone. Both Izuku and Ochako looked up at one another and their eyes narrowed slightly. This time... It was a chakra who spoke. Tell us your name and the real reason why you're here. Otherwise, she threatened, and pushed the blonde soldier up a bit more, adding more pressure and pain. I'm going to kill you right here and then. Oh, 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 okay. Kamenari cried as he felt the pain rush to his body. My name's Kamenari, I'm looking for Zinso. Zinso? Ochako's grip on the boy loosened for a second before quickly returning to his painful one. Kamenai winced at the pain and yelled, What the hell? Izuku coughed and loaded a weapon right beside the blonde's face. H how do you know he's Hosei-kun? Kamenai blessed. He, he, um, saved me. Ochako scoffed and pulled back Kamenai's head by his hair and made him look up. Normally, Kamenai wouldn't mind as if it was Senso who did this to him, but seeing as it wasn't the older, the blonde was pissed. You're telling me you actually know Hirokun? Do I look like the type who lies? Kamurai argued, and then Izuku looked at Ochako before the girl slowly released him and removed herself from his body, sitting her own body on the nearest chair. Kamurai sat beside. Kamurai sat himself up and slowly rubbed on the section of hair that Ochako had pulled on earlier. Who are you two anyways? he asked. You two seem like you know Senso by how the stick called him Hirokan. Ochako mentally cursed herself internally and refused to look next to her, as she could feel the threatening order that her friend Izuku was emitting towards her. Y yeah, we know him. How? We're childhood friends, Izuku explained, and removed the cloak covering his head, revealing a bright smile on Also, hi, Kamenari-kun. Midoriya? Kamenari gasped. W what are you doing here? I live here, Izuku explained. Well, technically my mom lives here, but I'm just visiting. The blonde breathed out. Who would have thought? Small world, huh? Small world indeed. Ochako coughed and both boys turned to face the young girl. Excuse me for interrupting whatever this is, but Kaminari-kun, why are you looking for Hirokan? Izuku's eyes opened and Kaminari paused. Emerald green and chocolate brown knife replaced red in the blonde. 
That is true, Izuku began. Why are you looking for Hitoshi-kun? I... Kamurai's eyes stared off into the ground. I saw that he had received a letter saying how his parents had been captured and something about him giving up the throne in order to save them or whatnot. Since um has done so much for me, he's been the kindest, most generous, and sweetest guy I've ever met. Helping him get back his parents was something I thought I could help him too, but seeing as how his dad left me back as a mansion, it seems like he doesn't want my help at all. So I came here by myself to try and help him. Izuku and Ochako blinked a couple of times before Ochako came in and slapped the back of his head. Ow! What the? Are you seriously stupid? She yelled. Kamurai stared at the girl in confusion. Even a blind man can see why Hirokan left you. Izuku nodded. She is right, Kamurai. Even a blind man could see why. I don't get it, the blind man mumbled. And not like I'm going to get killed or anything, so yeah, nothing to worry about. Sorry, Kaminari, but if I step you out with that on your neck, you're going to be murdered right on the spot. What do I have on my neck? Back to the topic at hand, Ochako said. You're being reckless, Kaminari. Hirokan obviously left you there because he doesn't want you to get hurt or anything like that. Kaminari pouted. Still, I want to help. I can't just sit there not being able to do anything to help him with his problem when he helped me with mine. By the time he finished his sentence, by the time he finished his sentence, Kamenai's eyes were warming up with tears. Izuku and Ochako were taken back a bit and continued listening to the blonde words. I I need to help him. I need to repay him for what he's done. That's why, Kamenai Khan. The blonde stopped talking with blurry eyes. She turned to look at the green-haired boy, who had a particularly serious look on his usually cheery face. And kid, you're trying to help Hitoshi Khan. Your reasons are noble and so you care for him, but I am sorry to tell you that you can't go and help him to where he is. Why not? Don't you see? Ochako spoke up. Hirokan doesn't want you to get hurt. He's a strong man and he's capable of saving his parents on his own. Knowing him, he probably wouldn't do a good job since he'd be too busy keeping you protected above anything else. Yeah, Izuku agreed. As Hitoshi Kun's friends, Please listen to us and stay here until this whole thing goes down, Kamenari Khan. It'll be more safer for you and Hitoshi Khan. But I. No buds, lover boy. A chuckle crossed her arms and happily smiled. You're staying here with us, whether you like it or not. I want to help Senso! Kamenari argued again after he had been lifted from the ground and sat into a chair. Come on, guys, let me go! Nope, no can do. Ah! Kamenai was currently now standing outside the massive doors that were the entrance to the castle grounds. He had managed to sneak away from Izuki and Ochako when they were both when they both went out to go get something from the kitchen for Kamenai when they heard the blonde fumbling stomach. He was having trouble finding a way on how to enter without getting himself caught. Normally he'd distract them, but since Kamenai knew these guards weren't going to be so easily distracted at all, Blonde decided to use his old attack and tossed a coin to the side of where he was facing. The two guards who stood by the gate slowly turned to face the drugs and the coin, and when they did, Kamenai ran quickly to the gates. He swiftly made it past the guards and was able to enter the castle with no struggling to be done. Now, that was a proud moment in his life for the blonde. Currently, he was strolling past the corridors of the castles, and he was looking for the place where Senso could have been. 
One would think that Kamari Freck was Saxon for the Gotham Cup by now, but as the bond entered Castle, he heard an announcement saying how it was a meeting session time, so that meant no guard for a round roaming the halls. Kamari was walking past him doors, and he was going to completely ignore the place, but he paused for a second once he heard voices chattering away inside. He knew better to not open the door and walked right in, so he slightly turned the doorknob as quietly as he could. Kamari slipped past the door and... To his surprise, the room was barely lit at all, aside from the middle of the room, that had a bright yellow light setting down in it. The bullet snaked around in the shadows and got into a little corner in the room and waited patiently to listen what was going on. Curse whatever god decided to punish him today because that specific corner Kamara chose was dusty as hell and the blonde was highly allergic to dust. The dust went right inside Kamenai's nose, and the bone instantly felt the itchy feeling rising inside. Oh no! Kamenai tried his best to hold in his knees, but all his efforts were falling on the ground before another speck of dust went inside his nose. That's you! Bless you, the boss commented. The men, the men that were gathered around him all looked at one another. Uh, b- boss, one man timidly spoke up. What? The boss nodded and turned to face the man who just spoke. Do you need a kiss on the cheek too? N- no, it's just that n- none of us sneeze. What? Oh, Bless you, the boss screamed. Um, thank you. The boss and the men stopped doing what they were doing and turned their heads to where the sound came from. Their dull colored eyes came in contact with bright golden ones that were full of surprise and regret. The boss's eyes narrowed as he fully turned his body to face the trembling blonde. Who are you? I am... Uh, Kamenai the, the stepped with his words. Uh, I'm a simple passenger. I came to, um... His eyes lit on a cleaving, on a cleaning cloth near a table he stood by. Kamenai was quick to react and take the cloth in his hands and he waved the piece of cloth and run swiftly. Clean this place. Yeah. Everyone looked at another, looked at one another, and looked at smiling blonde fiercely. The boss was about to com- completely ignore the presence of the boy when his eyes trod along the boy's neck and saw something that socked into the bone. A white mark. A white mark decorated the blonde's pale neck. And it wasn't just any ordinary mark. It was the mark of submission and belonging. You're his mate, the boss quietly breathed out to himself. The boss, sick. The boss's sickly smile. The boss's sickening smiled wide. Sickly smiled widely, and his mechanical laughter echoed across the room. The guards standing beside, inside the room, all looked at one another, and then back at the boss. Boss, you. The boss ignored his workers' comments and only paid attention to the blonde in front of him, as he continued laughing like a maniac. You're, you're his literal fucking mate. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Can this fucking plan get any better? Mate? Kamnari stuttered out, his face burning just like a hostile. Who's mate? Yes, you're his highness's mate. He later calls and brings a hand towards the blonde cheek to care the soft pale skin. Kamnari moves his head back slightly, but then the leader's hand grabs him by the face and brings him closer. Kamnari's face is centimeters away from the others. And as luck would have it, you're just a perfect weapon to use against him. 
just like Monoma was. Kamari sighed forward and, wait, what? 